down for, uh, 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 I was um, coming from the plane to the hangar. When she saw me, she said, hey, this guy is coming like uh, from a vacation trip. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I was so happy that in my face. I was so happy that I, because maybe she saw that I could come broke and something like that. No, I wasn't. Oh. For me, it was. They didn't, they didn't break your dad. They didn't break your dad, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hell no. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that moment. Yeah. <laughs> great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is building great sales teams. All right, guys, welcome back to building great sales teams. We all know, just like Ryan said in the intro, great leaders build great teams. And I have a great leader with us today, uh, Jose Piera. He's a life coach and motivational speaker. Jose was one of the members of the Sitco Six who was wrongly held hostage for almost five years in Venezuela, a Venezuelan prison for being an American, essentially. Jose also has his MBA and was a former CEO of Sitco Petroleum. And now he advocates for other Americans wrongly detained overseas. Jose, an honor to have you on the show, brother. Thank you very much, Doug. Thank you for having me and thank you for, for uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about this. Thank you. Awesome. So, Jose, I want to first thank you for taking such a, a horrible what I can only imagine is a horrible experience and using it as inspiration to help others. I feel like a lot of people would have gone through that experience and then just bottled it up, not talked about it, not wanted to bring it up anymore and just kind of shoved it down and let it kind of control them in a sense. But I feel like what you're doing, bringing it to light really gives you power over it. And then again, you can use it to help others. So I want to, I want to first thank you for that. Well, uh, as you said, Doug, um, this is an experience that uh, is, is I'm, I'm going to say it's a traumatic experience because first of all, you are never prepared for this. In my case, I was a guy that had, um, I think, a wonderful career. I was a 35 years experience in the oil and gas. And at the end of my career, I was the CEO of, the, of this company. And suddenly I was invited to a last minute uh, meeting in Caracas and it happened to be a five years there because we became part of what, what today I'm, I'm talking about. That is what the so-called hosted diplomacy, okay? That you get caught in the middle of this dispute for two countries and you're in the wrong place in the wrong moment. Mm -hmm. That happened to me in November 2017. So uh, if, if the people go back to, the, to that date, uh, it, uh, there was a lot of uh, sanction being imposed to Venezuela. And also there was the, this oil ban happening. And uh, we were executives. We were not politicians. So really we didn't mm -hmm. think there was something wrong because for us it was a normal business meeting. It right. became a sham thing because it was a total setup. When we arrived there, we saw a, a lot of guards with these uh, Robocop outfits, and they have a yellow band here called the When I asked, what is that the Because 
To tell you the mm-hmm. truth, I was not aware, aware of nothing of that. And he became the, to be the counterintelligence military police of that country. So wow. we, we get caught in the middle of the counterintelligence military police. This police is something that, that it's only for the audience to understand. It's something very similar that the one that China has, that Russia has, that Iran mm-hmm. has. That Iran has a famous IRGC. This is something that is trained by them. So at the beginning, we thought that this was something wrong. But when we figured out that really we were caught in the middle of, the, of this uh, political thing, uh, and like some months after that, ambassador is expelled and we were caught there and we stayed like 10 months isolated like 10 months isolated without just, no communication just you and your team isolated yeah, or you isolated. by yourself yeah they, they put us in a, in a place that they call the submarine it's a okay. it's like a vessel without no windows no 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 a, a very tiny door to go inside it's like being locked during 10 months Sometimes we didn't couldn't even uh, have fresh air because we were, you know, uh, and uh, mm. and and we've been we at that point we've went like in a survival survivor mode, okay? Yeah. But at some point we figured out that our families were fighting so hard for us that they they um, they got the pressure that the, the U.S. government uh, because there was no communication by that time, mm-hmm. and then there was a commission of the UN. Uh, the arbitrary com- uh, detention commission of the UN. They mm-hmm. flew to Venezuela. They visit us. There was a, a French lady and a Spanish guy that is from the UN. They came. They visit us. They saw that the, the condition we were was very bad. So uh, to to put it short, it was a very terrible situation. Uh, at some point, that 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 commission made some pressure because. There was a lot of violation of human rights, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Mm-hmm. and they begin to treat us a little better, a little better, and then they change it to another room. Was not a you know a, a fancy room. Was a, the only thing that we were only the six together. It was living like in a closet, okay, like a 100 square feet uh, room. But when we were there, we were allowed to have some books. Okay, and when when we we begin to read books. Uh, I read a book that I always talk about this because th- this book for me was really inspiring. There is a book that was wrote by, the, by a guy that uh, he was in the World War II in a concentration camp. His name is Victor Frank, Man in Search of a Meaning. So when I found that book, I, I saw, wow, this is powerful. This guy is talking about, you know, uh, having a meaning in life to survive. So we went to a survival mode. We went to a surviving mode and we begin to manage the situation. The situation began to evolve at some point because we were six executives, yeah. six guys with more than 30 years of career. So mm-hmm. we, we, what we did is we managed to put our expertise because we were, um, when you were in the oil and gas, normally you are, yeah. are handling situations, you know, yeah. mo- most likely uh, 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 looking about you guys, uh, you guys handled. Yeah, you guys handled high-pressure situations for a living. Yeah, we begin to handle like was a for us was a a, a, a living thing was a survival mode, but we were applying some techniques that we already knew in, in okay. our in our business world. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say that we did it because we are an expert on that. It was mostly a lot of common sense. But yeah. what we did is we we went to a we decided to create a plan. 
I remember that we doing that the first time, the six of us, that was kind of funny because that, that was like being in a board, <laughs> board meeting. Everybody yeah. was about strategies and so and so. Absolutely. But we managed it. We, we, we did, did a plan in the morning how to eat, in, then how to have exercise, then how to go uh, to clean. We cleaned the room every day was very clean because we, during the pandemic, there was a big issue there, yeah. okay? So we were managing to have that totally clean, you know? Uh, and and uh, then uh, we managed to read. We were reading at that moment. I begin to do something very clever because I, in my case, uh, because we were, at that point we were allowed to have some food because the food was terrible. Mm -hmm. I can tell you at the beginning, we were so starving that everybody lost like 50 pounds, 60 pounds. I lose mm -hmm. 100 pounds. So it was really terrible. If mm -hmm. you see photos of us in that time, we look very bad. So when they be, uh, allow us to begin to have food, uh, my family, because my family was not there, one of my kids moved to Colombia. It, it wow. was in the border, the other side of Venezuela. And from Colombia, he began to supply me food through uh, somebody. So it was mm -hmm. a very strong logistic they, they did yeah. to, to provide me food and medicine. But the, the key of that was that, because this is kind of a strategy, okay? So we, we the, the, the food cans, the containers, there was like a, a, this... Um, uh, plastic container. They, they they managed to 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 tell the guy that bring me a can uh, a container with a do double bottom. So I begin to put letters inside there. Yeah. So I could, I could begin to have communication with my wife because we were having no communication. Uh, and sometimes they begin to allow us to have a, like a one minute call. And we have yeah. the visit of a lawyer, ten minutes for the six. So it was like a hey, bring me a shampoo, bring me a. Yeah. a to, you know, we didn't have time to manage no situation. So mm -hmm. sending the letters to me began to be a life changer because at that time I began to have communication to my wife. Yeah. So when we, we sent the first letter, it was a big risk, but we took the risk. So so when when my wife saw the letter, she replied to me with another letter. And we begin to, to have these letters back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, my friend, we did like 1,000 letters. Wow. When I came back, there was a kind of diary, and this is going to be today. I already wrote the book, it's in the editing process, but it's based on those diaries of the, what, 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 what I did. There. At some way, I was thinking in my book because I, I really wanted to narrate everything we were going through there. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, my editor, every time I talk with her, she's crying because she said that it has too much emotion. And I, told her that nothing to do is what I was feeling at that moment. So, mm -hmm. so, so the book is in, in, in the process. And, and now, because I, when I came back, I begin to have the hostage community because I, I found that even there are case was unique. The single sick case was unique, by the way, the single sick appeared because in 2019 our family began to do a lot of pressure with the press and we begin to appear, our families, begin, our, yeah. the, the family of the six, okay? Begin to appear in all the media, CNN, Bloomberg, Reuters, AP, uh, NBC, CBS, whatever you imagine, they, they begin to go. They were interviewed by Time Magazine, Newsweek, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, all the major medias begin to to, they, they begin to do it wonderful. I don't know how to do They do it, but they did it. And at some point, the press put us like a brand. They call us the Cisco Six. 
and 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 it we, that became like a brand because even when the the U.S. officers or congressmen were talking about us, always they six referred six. to us like the Cisco Six. So we became like a brand. If you go to Google, you we will always appear like the Cisco Six. So that made a a, a change because that pressure it began to make pressure to the government, but at the same time other hostages in other parts of the world begin to see, like we were seeing, there are cases were not unique. So the families got in contact with other hostages for other countries that are in Iran, China, Russia, uh, Afghanistan, whatever, and they created a foundation called the Bring Our Family Home Campaign. Today, that foundation has almost one, more than one year, and the campaign has been going big because now that the, the campaign developed, a, they unveil a mural in Georgetown. I invite the people to Google it. The mural with our faces, there are 19 faces in a mural, a big mural in in Georgetown. It was an artist called Campbell. He's from Iowa. He did it with wheat and, and glue. And, and, and it, now it's like a sanctuary. But after the case of Brittany Griner, you, you know, the Brittany Griner, the, the, the basketball lady, she's part of the campaign. She, by the way, she's today like the face of the campaign. And her team, the Phoenix Mercury, are supporting today the campaign. Okay, mm -hmm. you can see that, that is the mural. This, this is me. This is Isaac Campbell. This is my wife. And this is my face in the mural. That, that face is a. Uh, I went to go to that mural the first time. I, I was releasing October, and I mm -hmm. went to the mural in November. In oh, November, wow. one month after the the mural, you see this deteriorated because that that is the intention of the mural. The symbology behind the mural is that your face begin to faint, you begin mm -hmm. to languish in the, the so the, it's like you know the Dorian Gray thing. It's like that. Your face begins to languish like your language in the jail. So this right, is a right. message to the U.S. government to do something to bring the people back. This is a very powerful message. I can tell you that 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 mural wasn't built in May, and we were releasing October. So we came back. I'm not gonna say that 100 is because of the campaign, but one of the big thing that brought us back was a campaign because mm -hmm. now today the hostage issue is a big issue to the u.s government it was created a law there is a law called the robert levinson act that that is based on a a guy that was a former fbi guy that unfortunately he disappeared in in syria uh, uh, his body never never appeared his name was robert levinson in honor of him that has his name I'm honored to know today his son. I was uh, in one month ago in Washington in a speak in, in in a speech in the in the house talking about this, and he was with me. So I I don't know if you have the photos of that, but I can share with the audience later. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we we were talking about it. so now we're having being big advocating for this cause, but. At, the, at that point, I saw that our, our advocacy with the families was giving them a lot of hope, mm -hmm. a, a lot of sense of, you know, strength, resilience. And that's why I decided to, to, to do my speaking and my coaching program, because I learned during all this process that even that you go and under any adversity, if you have some techniques, 
you, you can overcome that, 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 that adversity. So today, my program is the Life Pill for a Survivor Guide. I'm in LinkedIn and talking about this and, 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 and helping others. And I'm going to uh, uh, begin to speak publicly about this because I think this is something that is part of my new mission. Because, you know, before this, my, my intention was, I was, by the way, I was going to get retired when this happened to me because right. I had five years. And right. my first uh, call was become a oil and gas advisor because that was my my, my yeah. But this is my new mission. So I, instead of becoming an oil and gas, really, I'm now thinking to become a, a, a advisor in this area because, you know, sometimes their life puts you in some ways that you don't know why. But that's that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. Man, that is a thank you for sharing that. That's an amazing, amazing story. And I want to unpack some of this because you covered a lot. And so yeah. I want to make sure that our listeners understand, well, context for one, right? Because th this may be the first time that they're hearing this story, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, we we did, me and Ryan went through some debate bringing this to our show because, you know, it's about building great sales teams. And, um, you know, he ended up pushing it and, and deciding to do it. And so I'm, I'm very glad we did now. You know, and I, I can I can say that now after hearing the story because there's there's so much to unpack here. I think the first the, the first piece of it is, you know, the amount of humility you had to have because 35 years in the oil and gas industry, you're now the CEO of Sico Petroleum, right? Yeah. And so I, I, when you when you think about it, that work that you put in to get there, the education, the career path, the sacrifices, I imagine late hours, long nights, yeah. all that to eventually reach this, this top of the mountain. And yeah. then to just be told by someone that, Hey, you can't go home. You have no rights. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now we're going to put you in jail and, and you worked your whole career to, to, to take the, the right path. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then someone's telling you, Hey, you took the right path, but we're still going to put you in jail for five years. You know, oh, and yeah. you probably didn't even know it was going to be five years at that point. Yeah. Not never, to just start swinging. Never, at any... never nobody knows about it. I can tell you, this is something yeah. unique that nobody never would imagine that can happen to them. So, I mean, I at, at that point, I'm just like, I'm going to I'm gonna hurt somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I, you, how do you even, like, get over that? The fact that you, you spent your whole life doing, you know, you know what I'm saying? And not become this, like, angry person especially that first year because that, that, that first year you're still asking why. Yeah. Probably asking why to God, yeah. probably asking why to your, your friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and so y'all went from that to like, okay, we've got to, we've got to work our minds a little bit here. We've got to do something productive. Let's start reading. Yeah. And then eventually you started putting together your board meetings, you know what I'm saying? Which I love. I love <laughs> that. Cause I, I, I believe that as business owners and as executives, as as managers as leaders at the end of the day we're just problem solvers yeah that's all we do is solve problems Correct. we don't do the actual work we do the Correct. thinking you know what i'm saying and 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 we solve problems so you guys got to work your minds again and you used it to be productive rather than to be destructive which was you know how do we escape how do we hurt someone the way they're hurting us you know what i mean yeah and so yeah. You guys started working together and then and then the beautiful thing 
in all of this, I would say is the the advocacy on the on the part of your your family, and then and then one of them moving to Colombia, and basically getting you sustenance and medical supplies, and then communication, which was probably the most important piece of it all. A thousand letters. I mean that that to me more than anything would be the hardest part mentally is not knowing how my wife's doing, how my family's doing, you know what I'm saying? And so when that communication came through, I got to imagine that was just an amazing relief for you. I can tell you something. Sorry, Doug, to interrupt you. It's so funny that the thing on the letter, and to the audience to understand, we were so happy doing that, that because we did it like during three years. Okay. So, it, it became like a joy every two days receiving the letter of my wife. By the way, the, the first time was handwritten. Then she began to do it in Word, so it was more sophisticated. It began mm-hmm. to be a... It, so I, I received the letters, and then I destroyed them. I read it and destroyed it because I didn't want that they... they, they because sometimes they went to, to, to do... Right things there so we never they never found nothing i can tell you never 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 we we, we did it great because they never found that so so uh when i came back i told my wife uh you know what, what i'm gonna miss our letters <laughs> we were really really doing great with the letters because our letter became a very wise communication channel because you said mm-hmm. it right you you in your life has been solving problems so yeah. you, in some creative way, we decided to manage. I can tell you, Doc, in my book, you're going to see a lot of... This is only a, a tiny piece of what, what we did. We did a lot of things that you... <laughs> if you're going to read my book, you're going to, uh, uh, you know, see how much we manage our situation there because it became like a challenge. For us, it became like a challenge. And I can tell you, when, when we were releasing October 1st, uh, you, you know, we were landing in a Caliban island and there was a prisoner swap. So it was kind of a, a, kind of a movie. So mm-hmm. after that, we, we landed here in San Antonio in a military base. We stayed 10 days there in, in the military base. Psychologists, therapists, trauma specialists, a decompression process. Uh, by the way, today, all the hostages that come back go to San Antonio. Trevor Reed for, when, when there, Brian Grant. Okay. When they return, they go to San Antonio. This is like a the, like a normal procedure that now the U.S. government is applying, okay? okay? It's very great, the program, by the way. It's called PISA, P-I-S-E, PISA. Okay, so after we 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 went to that program, we begin to, because you begin to think about all the things you did. And, and, and when we were last six talking about that, in, we were going in the plane. I was so happy. I was so happy we made it. For me, it was like a, I made it. I, they didn't broke me, and I'm back here stronger. You know that feeling of mm-hmm. of that, that you feel yeah. powerful. Yeah. That my daughter tells me that when when I came down, for, uh, 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 I was um, coming from the plane to the hangar. When she saw me, she said, "Hey, this guy is coming like from a vacation trip." But <laughs> 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 I was so happy that in my face. I was so happy. That I because maybe she saw that I could come broke and something like that. No, I wasn't. No. For me, it was they didn't, they didn't break your dad. They didn't break your dad, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hell no. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that moment. You know? 
<laughs> that that was probably just as good as the, the letter. Her seeing that they didn't break you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing. That's so that's so massive. And yeah. uh, I'm so excited for the book to come out. I'm 100% going to read it. I mean, yeah, the, the book, it, the book. I, I I the way I I wrote the book. Because of course I had to tell my story and 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 I I can I can tell all the things we went through because I can tell you we went through a lot of things, we mm -hmm. saw a lot of things, but the way I want to express it, the way I put it is showing the people that strength that you have inside you, because human being can do do things that are over than what they think they can do. The the human nature is something powerful. So that strength that is inside you, and you can you can do it, you can overcome any adversity, because I can tell you today I understand that any adversity in life, you can overcome it, you can succeed. You have two choices, two choices in life. You can go in the wrong way, you know, thinking that everything is bad, that you will never come through it, that you're a victim, or you decide to go in the other way. And you talk about if I was angry, I can tell you today I'm not angry. I want to do this and this is this has been powerful for me because now I understand that if, if this message can help a lot of people. A lot of people. I, I have my 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 background technique. I I have a lot of management behind me. But mm -hmm. I want to put that in combined with with uh, the, the way we went through our, our, our situation and do something very powerful. Let me tell you, today I can go to companies and, and, and go to their employees and, and give them some inspiring message. Sometimes that people are down, so that, that affect the productivity of the companies. Mm -hmm. Maybe the company doesn't grow because their employees are, 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 are not okay. Well, this is the thing I, I want to say today because today, because I went through a lot of during my career. I mm -hmm. I began business from scratch. You know, we did like seven joint venture with French, Italian, Americans, Japanese, uh, Chinese, uh, uh, Spanish, a lot of uh, international companies, and we began it from scratch. We we did team team works, team buildings, a lot of things. All that expertise to, I had now, I understand. That if I put together with it, it's a very powerful thing to do. No, I couldn't agree more. And the CEO is just the top salesman in the company at the end of the yeah. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm already, I can already tell you're a very good, good salesperson. But yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't agree more. Putting those two things together is going to be massive for your book. And then, yeah, the impact that you're going to have at companies. Because look, you know, when you were talking about the letter, I was just thinking about you know, when we, when we disconnect a little bit from technology and distraction and things that don't really matter, right? Yes. Right now, 70 to 80% of our lives, in my opinion, are consumed by those things. Technology, distractions, and things that on your deathbed, and when you look back on your life, you're not going to care about at the yes. end of the day. But we yes. spend 60 to 70%, maybe even 80% of our time on those things. I'm guilty of it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then when you disconnect for a while, you go camping with your family, you uh, you put the cell phones away. You know what I'm saying? You really concentrate on your spouse, your significant other, and this is where the letter comes in in my mind. Yeah, that even words on a paper can give you the same elation as as marrying her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? 
Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Because you you don't have anything to distract you. You don't have any any. Your context is a room with four walls, and you get that communication in your hand. So imagine yeah. what you could do if you stop letting things distract you. You put down the cell phone as a leader. How much more present you could be with your people. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And I think you bringing yeah, that message to Fortune 500 companies where the employees aren't that crazy about their job and they distract themselves all day. When they get home, it's Netflix, it's TV, all this correct, other correct. stuff. That, that's totally right. That's totally right. I think uh, you've got an amazing message there, and I'm excited to see you share it with the world. Let me uh, tell you, Doug. We, we, when we when we came back, you, you're talking about technology. When I came back, I didn't know how to handle this thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> it had changed I, five I, years. I can tell you, the last time I saw an iPhone was an iPhone eight. Oh so wow! When I came back, I got the the, the 14. So mm -hmm. I was lost in technology, and let me tell you, I was so lost that I was so new on, on all this stuff of Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram, yeah. LinkedIn, and now I'm all over that. Now I have my Facebook, my Instagram, my, my, yeah. my, my, my Facebook, my LinkedIn, I have uh, thousands of followers right now. I have like 15,000 followers at this point mm -hmm. and, and having the, the wonderful interaction. I can tell you LinkedIn has been so powerful for me. I have been mm -hmm. get, getting great connection with people because at the end, what you're saying is something that, that the people has a lot of need. You know, after the pandemic, the, uh, there are a lot of need. People really, some people are really lost and, and some companies are, are suffering because of that. They're suffering because their employee doesn't have maybe that same performance they had before. People doesn't want to come back to that to, to the work, want to work from, from home. So there's a lot of issue behind that. So, and then the people are having their own things, you know, their own problems. They're having problems with their, their wife. They're having problems with their kids. They're having problems with their illness. They're having problems with their finance. They're having a lot of problems. So if you put that together, it's really messy. So if you can give me message to the people that really they can, they can overcome all the situation, I can tell you, this is very powerful. In, my, in the past, I did a lot of team buildings in my teams. I remember a lot of situations where we were having communication problem that we did team buildings and it worked. It worked. So now combining that with the experience that I went through that I can, because I'm a proof of life. I improve yeah. the thing can be done. I improve if you implement some techniques, you can overcome it. So this is the way I want to handle today. This is the it. message I want to pass to the people today. Well, my last question is typically around legacy, but I feel like I already know what yours is going to be. You know what I mean? And you're you're well on your way to establishing that, brother. I want to I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing that story. And I, and I think it needs to be heard a hundred percent. So we're going to do everything that we can to push it out and to make sure that you know. Even people that have never heard of the Sicko Six before hear about it and hear your story, and uh, I'm I'm excited for them to do that. Yeah, I, I have my link tree today. You can go to my link tree. Maybe I can give you the the, the, to the people to go there. In mm -hmm. my link tree, you will see a lot of things I'm putting down there. I, you will okay. see my social media. By the way, when I when I came back. Three weeks after I was interviewed with Anderson Cooper in, in, in his program CNN. So mm -hmm. I did a wonderful interview with him. 
barely three three weeks coming. So I was brand new and all this stuff. So uh -huh. um, so now because I, I in the beginning I was kind of lost, but when I discovered right. that this is my legacy, oh wow, my friend, I'm all the way to there because that, that's <laughs> yeah. Because again, you have a structured mind. You have been a, a, a executive all your life. So. What you do has to be focusing on what you want to do and go for it. So that's mm -hmm. my new legacy today. So thank I you for it. having me here. I love oh, it. That, and we'll, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And we'll, there a, a lot there. yeah, we'll include all the links uh, for your LinkedIn and your link tree in the show notes. So if anybody wants to follow Jose and definitely uh, purchase his book when it comes out and, uh, or even better yet, hire him to come and speak at your company then you can do that by using the link tree attached here. Brother, sure. I want to thank you again for uh, coming on the show. And uh, I look forward to seeing your business and your impact and your legacy grow. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Let's get building. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.